Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And along the lines of passion in healthcare, uh, I'm really excited to have on this show Jessica Damasa. Jessica is the executive producer and host for the WTF Health Show. I won't steal her thunder. She'll talk about what that acronym means and what the WTF Health Show is. She'll talk about her experience, but most importantly, Jessica, welcome to the show. Hey, Anthony. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so, Jessica, um, love to hear a little bit about you. Where did you start off? What are the series of events? Take us back from your beginnings and what led you to where you're at today. All right, Anthony. So um, I hate talking about myself, so this is going to be a quick answer. Um, so I started out at, in the health innovation space, let's just say. I started out there um, it, with a health plan. So I worked for a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan on the innovation team. And long story short, um, that was my first time working in a big corporation. I had been a consultant before that, and I just couldn't deal with the red tape. So I bounced out. And when I did, right around the same time, um, the company I work for did a big sponsorship for a live stream of a very prominent um, health innovation conference. And because of the things that I was working on in my innovation role, I was kind of a subject matter expert in this. So they sent me out there with a camera guy and a microphone, and they told me to go walk around and interview people. And so I did. And one thing led to another. And that was, I think, four years ago, five years ago. And I've interviewed probably about 600 people in health tech and health innovation since then. Um, And I started the WTF Health Show uh, just last year. So um, the reason for that was I wanted to um, have a place where all of my content was aggregated. So for like the past four, four and a half, five years, I'd been going to different conferences talking to those 600, 500 people. And then last year I was like, forget it. I'm, I'm doing this on my own. I'm like, I've heard enough about how broken healthcare is. And I'm like, I'm just going to do my own explorations, have my own conversations about health innovation and the future of the industry. And so WTF Health, what's the future health was born last year. I love it. I love it. Well, congratulations. And it's super exciting to hear, you know, obviously how you, you, you took your passion for healthcare. And um, the, uh, I'm, I'm amazed at the level of stamina that takes to do for two years and to, to do what you've done. And, you know, super exciting about your show. Um, also, you know, I think there's very few people that I clicked on on LinkedIn. People know I'm a, I'm a madman on LinkedIn. And I look at our mutual connections and it's just like almost 100 mutual connections. And then you're always showing up on the right-hand side of LinkedIn. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get Jessica hey. on the show. And then <laughs> as you and I talked before this, you reminded me that we did meet in person. Like, and, you did. And your name's so familiar. But anyway, um, really appreciate your passions in this space. I have some deeper questions about like some of the things that you're seeing today or, you know, in your process of doing your own show, you're interviewing so many different innovators around the world in healthcare. But more importantly, what are some things in healthcare that have you passionate today? You know, I'd love to understand not just what has you passionate, but why, why do those themes have you passionate? Well, I think what I'm most passionate about right now, so I mean, like, I I feel like I'm like one of the luckiest people in this industry because I get to go around and talk to everybody about what's going on. So it's like I'm somewhere between like a gossip girl (laughs) and and a real reporter. I mean, the thing about Mm -hmm. it, though, is like, I mean, what I always say is I'm like, I want to be the Oprah of health tech. Like, I Mm want to help people tell their stories and talk about what they're passionate about. 
so that others can learn from it, right? So it's right. like all my stuff is published up on my YouTube channel. I'm coming up with a podcast of my own, Anthony. You better watch out. Um, mm-hmm. And um, but the, the purpose for that is to try, kind of um, try to bring the industry closer. And this is one of the things I'm really passionate about is like just this idea of like making networking uh, digital in the right. sense that it's like not everybody gets to go to these conferences. Not everybody mm-hmm. gets to leave whatever cubicle they're trapped in in the giant insurance company or pharma company that they work at. And so it's like, I'm lucky I get to get out there. So I try to bring my energy and my curiosity and you know my knowledge of what's going on in this space and ask the people who are working on transforming it what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like, really WTF, like, why, like, why is it <laughs> broken? And like, what are, what are you trying to do in whatever organization you sit in? Um, to right. fix it? So, I mean, like I get to talk to startups, I get to talk to investors, like venture capitalists. I talk to people working in innovation teams and big companies like pharma companies and health plans and hospital systems. And then, you know, just other people like thought leaders in the space, journalists, mm-hmm. um, other people who are running like accelerator programs. I mean, you name it. It's like I I literally feel like I've, I've, I'm talking to everyone everywhere. And the everywhere part, I think, is important, too. Um, I'm passionate about about from an innovation standpoint, bringing mm-hmm. ideas from healthcare systems from abroad back to the U.S. and vice versa. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, everybody, one of the things I learned, especially last year. So last year I went, I took the WTF Health Show to 17 different conferences in 11 different countries. And so Mm -hmm. I was in, in Europe quite a bit. I was in Helsinki. I was in um, Spain. I was in Berlin. And then I went to Tokyo. Um, I did some stuff in Australia. Like, I mean, I was like all over the place. And the thing that I learned that I thought was really interesting is like, you know, even though our payment models and our health systems are so different, everybody is working on the same problems. Everybody's working on improving access, bringing down the cost of care, providing better care. Everybody's working on the same epidemics. Everybody's working on obesity. Everybody's working on, you know, chronic condition management, um, you know, making people healthier, opioids. I mean, people are working on the same things all over the world. And there's so much mm-hmm. to learn if you change the constraint of the payment model. And I think that that's one thing that people in, especially in the States, don't realize because, oh, well, our payment model is so different. Yeah, it is. But Mm -hmm. that is like the biggest constraint also. I mean, most (laughs) of the WTF health moments that that I get from people are like, oh, my God, the system is so broken because of how we pay for it. And so it's like if you can take that away and even just examine and look at and study what other people are doing in other places Mm -hmm. where they don't have that constraint, you can really learn a lot about how to adapt some of those ideas into the Mm -hmm. payment model that we do have here. Yeah, no, absolutely, Jessica. Yeah, no, it's super fascinating. And I think we share a same similar trait of curiosity in the space. And you just want to uncover and kind of be curious and really, you know, ask a lot of questions, but then also start to, to see the trends without throwing out a solution, right? But you're probably like me, you interview people and then and then it's almost like you, you take a test and then the test is over and then you trade answers like after class with someone, you're like, yes, I got that answer right. Um, and you'll probably see those trends when, as you're talking with people on, 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 on the front of, actually a lot of different questions I have for you, you know, with your WTF show, what have you seen some things that are working for the show? I mean, you know, it's hard to get a hold of like payers and providers and these leaders. How do you get access to these people? Cause you're doing, obviously I'm just doing audio right now, but you know, you, you're like interviewing these people at conferences, pulling them off on the side. And, and, and so what are some things in trying to, you know, get these interviews? and conversations that are working for you? 
Um, I'm lucky, I think, in that a lot of people are interested in talking um, Mm -hmm. about about what's going on, but not necessarily to a journalist per se. So right. you might find this yourself, Anthony. It's like people are really open to talking in like different in in an in, in alternate format. I mean, I right. I wish I could be a Chrissy Farr, but I never will be. And I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be breaking news, I'm not scooping anything. That's just not me, and that's not my role in in mm-hmm. this media landscape and health innovation, right? It's just not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like like I said, I'm like I wanna be the health tech Oprah. I wanna be doing these, you know, mm-hmm. I wanna help people kind of tell their story, and that's a totally different format. And I think that um, when I approach people in that way, um, they're interested in talking because like, right. you know, I don't, I really want to hear, you know, opinions about what's going on. I really think that there's a lot to learn, um, from, from everybody, wherever they sit. And I hate the word ecosystem, but wherever they <laughs> sit in the ecosystem, um, right. about what's, what, you know, WTF is going on where they're at. And so it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, and I love that, like I get, I mean, I'm lucky, I feel like, cause I'm the common denominator and I can hear about what, uh, what the CEO of a startup company thinks about mm-hmm. you know, what's wrong with a payer and how to get their business, you know, and how to get their solution integrated into a payer's you know, giant enterprise system. Mm-hmm. And then I hear from the payer about what their challenges are with bringing a startup in like we want them, but they don't understand compliance. So it's like, it's been interesting to learn both sides of it. And I think that most people realize I'm pretty open-minded about that. And that I, mm-hmm. I'm not there to, to catch them out or anything like that. I'm there to really just help them kind of tell their story with the point of making the whole industry a little bit better. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. it, there's so much going on. And I remember when I worked in innovation um, for that blue plan, it was like, I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. I can find who is working on different stuff. Like I wish there was a resource. And so it's like in some weird way, I ended up building the content that I wish that I had had when I first started out. And so I'm hoping that it's useful to other people in that same way. So like I love I it. binge watch like and learn everything about like AI startups and healthcare. Mm-hmm. Can, like find that playlist on my YouTube and have a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, you see, so this is really cool. So, you know, along those lines, you see so many trends and you mentioned on the payer side, let's just say like you, you were, you know, you were to start your own health insurance company or, or you were to become, you know, start like Jessica, you know, health insurance. Ooh, I'm what Haven now, trends? right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So what, what would, what are some things that you would embed as a part of that company or service, you know, based on some of the trends or opportunities that you're seeing, you know, some of these things that you, you know, you think can paint the opportunity of some, some new possibilities in the payer space. You know, I, I God, if I could answer that, Anthony, <laughs> I would be um, <laughs> my own show. Um, but let me just say this: though, you wouldn't be talking like, to me right now. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I'd be like running my own like multi-billion-dollar business. But um, right. so I, I don't think I can answer that, and I'm not qualified to. But what I could right. say, so I'm really interested in the fact that finally we are at the point where it seems like people are having people in the industry broadly now are having the conversation about how we disrupt the payment model. So mm-hmm. back like four or five years ago, six years ago, when I was working at the the Blue Plan, it was like th- there this was not part of the conversation. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like more and more people are asking those questions about. I mean, you have like we have you have like the Park Brothers and Devoted asking questions about Medicare Advantage and starting their own company there. You've got mm-hmm. JP Morgan Berkshire Hathaway and Amazon asking questions about like 
why are we paying for you know a, a health insurance plan through one of these big guys? Why don't don't we just start Haven and do our own? You have companies mm -hmm. like Walmart wondering why they don't become just a, a self-insured entity. And I mean, they're to me one of the the more interesting companies to watch and how they're how they're tiptoeing into this space as well. I mean, I think that you know there's a lot of other companies out there that are that are working on cracking open that payment model, and it's interesting to see how there are a lot of common denominators in the way that they are doing it. You know, they're focusing on what mm -hmm. they've learned from the consumer side of their business. And they're trying mm -hmm. to apply it that way along all levels from like, not only just the customer service standpoint, but like also even just like price transparency. So mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting. Like, I don't know. So I, I don't know how I would do it, but I know I would start by looking at those and trying to figure out you know, <laughs> what, what they've got in common in terms of how they're approaching cracking that nut. You know, and so it'll be yeah. interesting to see, I think, in a couple of years where we are with that, because I, like I said, more so now than ever, it just seems like people are asking those questions about, wait a minute, why are we paying so much for this? And why are our health outcomes among the worst, you know, not not among the worst in the world, but but lower mm -hmm. than they should be for as much money as we're spending on this? Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I love it. I love it, Jessica. Yeah, no, this is great. I appreciate your, your insights. Um, you know, especially in the space. Yeah, there's a lot of um, opportunity, I think, in front of us. A lot of, you know, still a lot of frustration by a lot of Americans about, you Absolutely. know, ways that the payer side can get better. And so I mean, it's, and there's also it's great you're shining a light on it. There's yeah. also frustration in this industry. I was like, <laughs> I was talking with um, Matthew Holt, who I do uh, a show with um, also. It's called Health in 2.0. Um, it's on the healthcare blog. And we talk about mm -hmm. like the latest news in health tech in, in two minutes. Like, and he breaks down and mm -hmm. analyzes what's going on, right? So he's joking with him. I'm like, you know, it's like everybody is so frustrated with healthcare. I mean, it's like we are in, um, we're in healthcare, and it's like we've got like this. I mean, everybody, every time I, I an open an email, like a news email from like Moby or from like Healthcare Dive or you know TechCrunch or whatever, it's like there's another crisis. There was like the, the preg mm -hmm. pregnancy care crisis. The there's mm -hmm. an opioid epidemic. It's like we're I'm covering like no less than like 14 different. Crises and like 12 different epidemics and then there's a whole list of things that are broken primary care is broken the payment model is mm -hmm. broken pharmacy care is broken um pbms are broken the whole healthcare system is broken and I think <laughs> there's this there's this you know there's this real there's a real crisis there's an epidemic of crises here in healthcare. yeah and yeah and i think that there is just a lot of frustration and i think the people who are working on innovation efforts you know, no matter which corner they're working from, if they're investing in new solutions, if they're working in a big company that's trying to figure out how they diversify out of their core business, or if they're a startup, I think everybody's like, you know, WTF, like, and <laughs> what is the future? Like, how do we make this better? Because things are so effed up. I mean, we're not an industry of we're not an industry of drama queens. That's not why we're right. saying there's all these crises and epidemics. It's because legitimately there are, and we don't have any other words to describe just how bad it is other than those. I mean, I think that's pretty serious. Yeah, it is. Yeah, lots of crises, lots of broken processes. There's some interesting things. You mentioned some brands and some companies that seem to be shining some light in specific areas on the payer side. Still lots of work to be done, but I think, you know, without um, having mechanisms like yours and passionate people in healthcare to shine lights, right, and, and, and put floodlights on areas of opportunity, things will get better, right? We're said more positively, right? You know, <laughs> things, things that things that get oxygen and light get better, you know, exactly. and that's 
that's I, I think I, you know a very important statement that you know we try and strive for at, at Health Heroes just like shine light on things you know make sure things that are important are not in in black boxes but well um, and I mean people just, always talk yeah. about the silos right and they always <laughs> talk about how bad the silos are in in healthcare and so it's like I mean right. I think for me too you know I mean just like you and I'm sure the purpose behind your podcast and the work that you're doing with health heroes it's like you know I, I mean I just want to bring visibility and I want to make it easy for people to find other people easy for people mm-hmm. to listen to what other people are doing because it is so goddamn non-interoperable I mean like <laughs> you know what I right. mean? mean even at a level of like people meeting other people if you don't venture out of whatever you know little box you're in or whatever silo you're in sometimes I mean it's really hard to find other people who are working on the same thing you are. And so I just think that it's important that people get an opportunity to share their thoughts about what's going on, what's broken, Mm -hmm. what's not broken, and then how they're contributing to fixing the problem. Amen. Amen. Well, Jessica, <laughs> what, what, to circle back on one thing that I'm actually still processing is, you know, earlier you had mentioned about, you know, traveling around to different conferences for a long time, almost two years. And now you're grounded here in San Francisco. I'm in San Francisco. I mean, you're, you're at the belly of the beast and, you I know, am. probably for the same reasons you're here is the reason that I'm here is, you know, you gotta be at the center of where it all, you know, and obviously with enterprise software, enterprise SaaS innovation, you know, that, you know, bears with it a tremendous hope. But what's intriguing to me is how you traveled. Like, what are some on the, you've already heard in the show, like sometimes I ask people about their health habits or something on a personal health basis that you, you find to really work for you. So to have the level of energy that you have and stamina, like what are some things that you've been investing in over the past couple of years for your health that you're like, wow, this really, you know, works for me. This keeps me going. You know, like I always talk about, you know, some like I haven't eaten carbs in like seven days. Right. And so I feel a lot of energy. Right. You know, but I have a sweet tooth. Right. Don't don't wave Kit Kats and Oreos in front of me or I'll have a I'll, I'll break down. Right. But um, what are some personal like health habits, fitness, things that you do to st- to really focus on your well-being? I work out every day. I have mm. to. Like, I mean, truly, mm-hmm. I, because I am naturally high energy, I'm sure you can mm-hmm. imagine if I have to sit down at a desk, I am like a dog, like inside a house <laughs> for an entire day. So I have to go and like right. run myself around for a little while. So right. I work out every right. day. And I consider that, you know, I mean, I like to do, I like spin classes. I, lo- I love Pilates. That's my mm-hmm. favorite. And I like to run. And so I mix it up and do that. Mm. And luckily for me, like, um, those are pretty much things that you can find anywhere in the right. world. And so like, it was yeah. fun too. When I was in Europe, I did a couple um, Pilates classes in France. And so they were mm-hmm. taught in French, which was fun. Um, and trying to like learn how to, yeah, how to like do something that's so familiar, but to do it when the cues are not in your own language. That was pretty cool. And I mean, there's such beautiful places to go run. Um, yeah. I also, I'm like a big, um, I don't, I'm a big believer in eating well. So it's like, I'll always mm-hmm. try to find things that are a little bit more healthy. I'm willing to pay the seven ninety nine for the banana in the airport. Uh, Cause they're absolutely like, and like this banana is like the last banana on earth and it's priced accordingly. Like, <laughs> right. Why are they so expensive? Um, Scarcity. Yeah. <laughs> But so, you know, yeah. it's so true though. It's like, we, we don't rationalize enough. You know, it's like, what's the ROI of a, of a, of a Big Mac or a ba- like a not so great piece of food, right? The, yeah. the irony is like, it's, you're going to, you know, probably experience bliss for 10 minutes, but then be paying for it <laughs> for totally. four hours, you know? Totally. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting. So it sounds like, um, you know, working out fitness every single day, um, 
uh, energizes you and, you know, eating healthy also is really good. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, pretty fascinating too. We're living in a, in a world where you can get different fitness experiences in different geographies, no matter if you travel now. And that, that presents with it, you know, a refreshing element to, to, to health and fitness. Yeah. Sometimes we don't talk about enough that of, of those personal elements on the show, but you know, that's health, you know, it's it like how one's living their health too. Well, it's um, interesting how really you start to look to, I mean, we talk so like, it's funny. Cause I mean, if you go, if you go abroad and you go to a place where it, where their health system is, is a government funded health system completely. It's like, they mm-hmm. really do pay so much more attention to preventative. And mm-hmm. I feel like too, the lifestyles in a lot of those places, um, adhere to that, you know? And so you mm-hmm. do kind of get a sense of just even, even something simple like exercise, you know I mean? Um, it was funny, the classes I took abroad, and this may totally just be coincidental based on the instructors, but it, it didn't matter what discipline, if it was spin, if it was Pilates, or if it was yoga, there was a lot more focus on mindfulness and a lot more um, holistic sense of of the experience of exercising as opposed to here. I feel like in the States, a lot of times it's like more of like a push, like, oh, like how flexible can you be? How fast can you go? How hard can you work out? How many calories can right. you burn? And there's like a, more of this like intensity in that way. So I don't know. I mean, that's just one, like one of those little anecdotal differences. I don't know if anybody else has, has experienced that, but um, I'd be curious oh, yeah. to know because that's something definitely that I felt um, abroad. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And along those lines, I mean, I, you know, definitely, um, you know, well, first of all, super fascinating, the stuff that you're working on. I support your mission of being the Oprah for health tech. Thank you. That's not my aspiration, but I've been known to watch me some super soul Sundays and I love the, I love Oprah's format. And obviously <laughs> there's, there's no one better out there, but I support your mission separately. We'll definitely have to trade notes on kind of like the latest, most modern methods for show promotion and things like that. You know, yeah. obviously my primary job is, you know, shamelessly, it's definitely founder CEO of health hero and making a billion happy, healthy lives. You know, the show's a great way to to refresh our thinking on things but really similar to you right it's like shine a light on the topics and you know highlight highlight people there are so many heroes out there that are doing some really great things Absolutely. especially love the people on our shows that are in pediatrics like we haven't posted an episode but we had dignity health and a pediatric surgeon earlier on today and it's like you know they're creating innovations that you know for operations that are happening to like a six-month-old a six-year-old and like you know super deep heavy things that take like courageousness that you know and heroics that are, are not uncommon so it's 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 uh it's motivating to me you know Absolutely. it really is but for, I mean, for as Just broken this- as our as our industry is, or that we say <laughs> it is. No, I mean, truly, for as broken as it is, there are so right. many people out there who are working to fix it in so many different ways. And it's like, I, I applaud your efforts to to bring those stories to light as well. I mean, there's no shortage of great stories and amazing people who are working on you know, fixing this. And it's like, yeah, I mean, as far as both of us are concerned, it's like, we're just kind of doing our part to make sure that they get visibility. So that's, that's just awesome. Keep up the good work. Yeah, (laughs) no, same same to you. And along those lines, well, first of all, I definitely can talk with you all day and jam out with you on on all things health tech in this space. We'll probably have to do a a part two, maybe next week or something to the show or volume two. Um, (laughs) But um, definitely, um, What's a good way for our audience or, and our listeners to get in contact with you or listen to your show or what's a good way for people to interact with you online? Oh, there's a couple different ways. So um, thank you for the opportunity to promote them. Um, so, okay. So I have an, uh, a lovely little website, WTF.health. 
um, for those mm-hmm. who want to check that out. And they can link through to my YouTube channel there. Um, also, if you search WTF Health on YouTube, all of my videos come up. And so there's like, I think like 250 interviews from last, like last year, this year um, up there Whoa. already. So um, if you want to take a look at any of those and they're organized in these handy dandy little playlists. So if you're somebody who's looking to just, yeah, just get like deep on one subject. It's like I've organized them so that you can just binge watch um, and just leave it on play and listen to the audio if you prefer to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. The other place to find me is on the healthcare blog. So um, that is um, one of the oldest blogs in health. Um, And it's focused on like health policy, health tech, um, the business of health innovation investment. And that was founded by Matthew Holt. Like, yeah. Seven decades ago. No, I mean, like 15 years ago, I think. <laughs> but that's a pioneer in the space. Yeah. And so my interviews are published up there, too. So you can check them out there. That's the healthcareblog.com. Super cool. Super cool. We'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. We'll um, definitely, obviously, this episode will be on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and a few more uh, of the, the, the podcast networks. But Jessica, thank you for making time. Really appreciate it. And to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. This is for people that have a passion for making other people healthier in this world. Jessica, again, thank you so much. Anthony, really thank appreciate you. it. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thank, thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. <laughs>